everyone, welcome to today's Father's Day episode on the Tales of an African Princess in America podcast. I am your host, Ozzy, and today I have Ade here in the studio. Welcome, Ade. How's it going? So I decided to do a little one for the fathers because we don't tend to celebrate. We only have one Father's Day in the whole year. One and like one million Mother's Day, which is it's not bad, but... Right. I, I feel like this is a perfect time to celebrate our fathers, talk a little bit more about our relationships with mm-hmm. our respective fathers. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Want to talk about how your week went? Oh, MG. My week was stressful. I found myself sometime in the middle of the week just asking for a miracle. And I said it out loud. I even <laughs> said it to my co-worker. I was just like, I just wish that I would open up my email and see good news. It was that bad, you guys. Like I was at the point where I was like, okay, I just need a little bit of good news, something to cheer me up. And, you know, I was driving to work the next day and i usually have youtube playing while i drive so the and one that was running all the, the data for uh, yeah yeah i listen to a ton of youtube <laughs> <laughs> so because i prefer to listen to reality people talking about stuff going on in their lives than to listen to shows so i, I tend to listen to a lot of real life stuff so i could turn into someone's channel for instance oh right YouTube. okay okay like a, uh, yeah, a personal on a, vlog on a, yeah of. vlog i bumped into this lady's channel last week and she was talking about a, a nigerian actress her name is Yukaria. uh i forgot her last name and uh she's well known she's one of the veteran actresses in nigeria and she would you know the lady in the vlog was saying Yukaria has a lot to be sad about because she lost her only son to sickle cell but she's always thankful on instagram so i was like huh you know and then the lady played a clip from Eukarya's Instagram, I guess, or Facebook, mm-hmm. where she was just like thanking God. And she's like, you know, I have so many things to be ungrateful for. I have so many things to be sad about. My mm-hmm. son passed. I'm not married. She's, I think she's in her 50s or I don't, I think she's in her 50s. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, but I'm thankful, you know? And I was thinking about that and I was just like, oh, I have everything to be thankful about. Mm-hmm. So it changed my day. And before the end of the day, I got good news, mm-hmm. you know? And so it turned my week around. And it's just a celebration that we had a little. Uh, yeah, we had a little celebration. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because we got really good news last week and we were really excited about it. And we'll, I guess we'll share that subsequently. At some point. At some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone out of you out there is feeling a little bit down and you're, you know, wondering when things are going to change, changing your perspective actually helps. Finding things to be thankful for, mm-hmm. things that you already have and being thankful for those things. And before you know it, you get the news that you want. To. And, and be around people that, that, you know, help you change that perspective, you know, mm-hmm. that, that give you a different perspective rather. Right. Um, people who are able to help you break your schedule. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Find a partner that's able to, you know, rather than just listen to you whine, mm-hmm. you know, we'll say, you know, just let's go out, let's go, you know, get a drink somewhere, just relax, um, watch TV, you know, or you know, just do something do that's something that's yeah. different from your regular schedule. Yeah, you know, and before you know it, things would change. Yeah. And another thing, you know, I want to stress is, I was telling my coworker, I was like, I really need good news. I wish I would turn, open my email and see some good news. But it's important to have put in something. Like for mm-hmm. instance, if you want to get a good job. Mm-hmm. put the application in because right. if you open your email hundred times you're not going to see any good news if you didn't apply for something right. you know? whatever you're trying to get whatever news you're anticipating put in something because right. it's only the seeds that you sow that actually grow yeah mm-hmm. all right so happy father's day to all our fathers out there very privileged to have our fathers and we've had really amazing peculiar relationships with them haven't we as, as africans we, we generally do yeah let me ask you a question though mm-hmm. Father and mother. Let's talk about your parents. Mm-hmm. Father and mother. Can you give me an idea <laughs> of what your relationship with each of them is like? I mean, and and naturally, I think it's also it's also dependent on how much time you spend with 
each parent. Mm-hmm. I I have a closer relationship with my mom mm-hmm. because again, like I said, it's it's, it's depending on, on how long you spend, you know, each time with each parent, each each parent. All right. You know, my mom was the one that you know picked me up from school, the <laughs> one that you know cooked your breakfast, lunches, and, and dinners. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was the one that that I hung around uh, the most with, and I, I have a great relationship with my my father, but particularly with African fathers, that it, that relationship takes time. Mm. You know, you don't become buddy buddy with your with your dad mm-hmm. until you are mature enough to be buddy buddy with him. You know, yeah, yeah, and and it it does make sense. I think natural order of things is that because mm-hmm. you spend so much time with your mother, I feel like that's the same relationship. I feel like our, our relationships have kind of evolved over time. So when I was younger. I was closer to my mom. I would see her more. My dad would travel Mm -hmm. more and he would spend a lot of time at work Mm -hmm. because I feel like at that stage, which was a hustle stage for them, the primary focus could have been providing. Right. You know, fathers are, at least in African settings, the fathers provide. They provide money for school fees. They provide resources. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I feel like they take that role a little bit too seriously mm-hmm. to like, the point where, <laughs> to the yeah. point where, like, it's hard for you to, to gist with your father because mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I'm supposed to be a provider. You know what I mean? But your mom, you can always gist with. And mm-hmm. even getting to the part where I could gist with my mom, it took a while too because it, there was a time when she was my voice of reason, basically, okay. like, to set me right. Right. So it wasn't like, oh, you know, you can't have have certain conversations with her mm-hmm. at that time. But right. over time, the relationship has changed, right. obviously. So do you have a favorite memory or with your dad that you would like to share? Um, Again, you know, I, I have I have a lot of fun memories of, you know, spending time with my dad. Let's start from a not so great one and then a great one. So the not so great one, something you learned <laughs> from it that is a lifelong lesson oh, that you, you had. <laughs> there are many, right? Uh, yeah. Do you have a, a an incident, something that happened that made you see your dad in a different light? But then, what did you learn from that? When I was when I was much younger, we we used to live in a Trinidad and Tobago. Some of my fond memories, you know, hanging out with my dad was uh, whenever he whenever he uh, uh, got back from work, mm-hmm. and um, it was like always a it was a competition to f- to find out who takes off his shoes. Mm. Yeah. So um, you know, I always won for for obvious reasons because I was the last, the last one. one. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know, take off his shoes, you know, and I, I don't know why that was a thing, but it mm-hmm. was just, you know, it was just a thing. And and there would be times where he would come back from work and I'll be, you know, back earlier from school mm-hmm. and I would want him to take me out. So how old were you around this time? <sighs> like five. Okay. Five, six, maybe. Mm-hmm. Or younger. And, you know, I would, I would just, you know, cry or something mm-hmm. until he, until he drives me around. So he would go like... Uh, there's a particular place in Trinidad we used to go to like it's really hilly mm-hmm. so we'll drive around and until I sleep off you know <laughs> and then you know bring me back home and I'll be mm-hmm. you know, knocked out of course my dad was the disciplinarian mm-hmm. you know he, he was the he was the one that uh, was charged with the responsibility of, you know, of setting you straight right you know mm-hmm. whenever my mom you know if I do something wrong and my mom says well you know what what you have to do is go and report yourself to your father <laughs> you know and and that's the thing you know you can't you can't dodge that you know when they say go and report yourself you have to go and report yourself oh, and uh, and you know in in african settings right there weren't i don't think your cell phones at the time so it's mm-hmm. not like they would give him you know pre-word heads up <laughs> you would actually be the one to go and tell them or tell him what, what you, you did, did wrong, wrong you know <laughs> So you could see the visible shock in his face. Mm. Um, <clears throat> of course, I'm, and there were many incidents like that. So those mm-hmm. would be my those would be my not so fond <laughs> memories. Not so fond memories. Uh, let's see. 
for me i th- i think that i have a lot of memories you know with my my dad mm-hmm. and my mom of course some of the great ones you know so growing up i've always done well reasonably well in mm-hmm. school and every time i would do well i would be so excited to go tell my dad like oh this i got this prize at school or i got this or that i always wanted to make my dad proud and i and that's because every time that you know i did well he had a way of saying well done you know and mm-hmm. it felt like oh my god these are these are the best words right. ever and so i didn't ever want to disappoint in that in that aspect uh not a story that's not so great um let me see my dad loves to keep all his stuff like my dad has all his clothes from the 80s and the 90s mm-hmm. and beyond right he has all those hipster pants that he wore when he was in the u.s going as a student bell button pants pants. he has shoes that he wore and they have all these stories and things like that my mom would not be so happy because things kind of tend to pile up you know so she would always you know say okay i'm gonna give these things out or i'm going to like you need to get rid of most of these things but for the longest time he wouldn't so one friday Mm -hmm. evening my mom you know gets hold of all these old shoes and some of these things and she gives it to me to go burn them and i (laughs) go and burn them <laughs> and for me it was just another errand you know it wasn't like we had this place where we would put our trash and they, they incinerated at the end of the mm. day it's like an incinerator so it, they would burn it at the end of the day so i put the things in there and i you know went about my own d- different <laughs> duties you know and so as soon as my dad came home around five he would come around, around five o'clock the first thing he said was, well, where are my shoes <laughs> 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 and he called they, they me. Use you as <laughs> he said, "Where are my shoes?" And I was like, "You know how all of a sudden you, the back of your head is kind of itchy because mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't too sure how to, um, you know, explain it." So mm-hmm. I said, "I kept talking about my mom." He said, "Okay," and I went to call her, and then uh, of course she told him what she had done. You know, and but mm-hmm. but then he was upset, mad at me for some reason because he was like, "So she gave you my shoes to burn and throw away." You too, you went, you followed it. And it was, it he wasn't very happy about it because, and then I realized that these things were not just. It wasn't, they weren't just clothes to him. They were not just shoes oh, yeah. to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These things actually held memories mm-hmm. for him. And so that was one experience that I was like, oh my God, I disappointed him. But in retrospect, I think it was more something between him and my mom. Yes. You know I mean? like, it had <laughs> nothing to they, do with they, me. They I was just obeying orders. <laughs> yeah. 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 But it, it, it showed me that he, he really, really treasures memories. Mm-hmm. Not just Did it eventually burn the clothes? So I ran back. So okay. as soon as they started like wear my shoes, I ran back as fast as my legs could carry me because I knew that they were going to burn those things mm-hmm. at a certain time. As I got there, I could see the flames. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't save uh, even one thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was. It taught me that um, stay away from people's marital issues really quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, don't get involved. <laughs> yeah, so. But but it also made me realize that you know memories, what these things mean to him, and, and things like that. And he still keeps like he keeps a whole lot of stuff like newspaper clippings. Mm-hmm. We have tons yeah. of newspapers from okay. I can't remember what year. Yeah. And you know I could understand my mom's plight because these things will pile up. But yeah. okay, so let's talk about why we as Africans were not that cool with our parents until much later. Why does it take us so long to become buddies with our parents if we even eventually do become buddies? Uh, again, I, I think it's generational. Um and the generation that they were in mm-hmm. uh and how how they raised their how they raised us essentially mm-hmm. you know how you have to have like a healthy fear of your parents right yeah theirs was like to the max right. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. and that went beyond just you know knowing not to do the wrong thing but just it, it, it gets to a point where it's hard to even share anything yeah know? it's very hard and, and like i said it, it it takes time it takes 
you know, changes in society, like societal changes, essentially, to kind of break down that barrier mm-hmm. where it's, you know, you can't just be ruling by fear as, right. as a parent. You have right. to get with, you know, the, the new um, age movement. But then this this movement that I see right now where kids are really, really, really like there, there's no almost like there's no barrier. There's no fear. Yeah. So uh, again, so parents. you know, I, I, still, I, I don't really think that that is as effective as well because we didn't really turn out bad. No, no, no. Um, and again, well, it all depends. You know, it's every every generation has its its own type of parenting mm-hmm. uh, parenting style. So I think the generation of our parents, mm-hmm. that parenting style has passed. <laughs> you know, it's it's, right. it's it's a little hard to do that in in today's world. Right. Today's parents, you know, being people that are within our age range, mm. um, they're more sort maybe like collegial. They're more um, conversational. Conversational with their kids. Dialogue you know, kids kids wise. are more opinionated. Mm. Um, it's both a good thing and a bad thing. But I, I think the good outweighs the bad because you know you're able to raise your kids. You know, where they are more confident. Right. Uh, speaking to people within their age range and right. older. There's something I noticed about kids growing up around my time mm-hmm. in Nigeria. These are in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And kids that are growing up, at least in America that I see. When I was growing up, you were supposed to be seen as a kid, but not heard. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of times I would go hang out with my sisters talking. Mm-hmm. Even my sisters. Not even my parents, but my sisters. And I would want to chime in. And they'd be like, um, mm, this no, is senior G. Like, keep quiet, you know? <laughs> so I wasn't really trained to have an opinion until much later. Mm-hmm. It was like, observe, observe, observe. <laughs> yeah, don't don't try to give your contribution, mm-hmm. basically. <laughs> it made me a little bit timid, I noticed. Because yeah. it took away that confidence from me for right. a while. Where I was afraid to air my views. Right. I thought my views were not like... I'm not old enough to have a view mm-hmm. about this thing or that. But now I've, I've see, I see kids, especially in America, like as soon as before you even say one, they've told you their views, like 10 oh, yeah. different views, mm-hmm. and they're not afraid to op- tell you opposing views. So do you think that that's good in a sense? Or do you think that you prefer the way it was? And I don't know how it was no, I, for you. I, I think especially if you're, if even in Nigeria mm-hmm. or, or, you know, countries in Africa, mm-hmm. it's, it's an entirely new, new generation, new um, world order. Mm-hmm. of how things are done mm-hmm. um i i know it's a culture shock I've, I've heard of many stories of you know people who were you know born in nigeria under that same style of you know parenting mm-hmm. and when they move out you know to the to the west uh wherever it, it might wherever it might be mm-hmm. be it's you know europe or, or mm-hmm. the u.s mm-hmm. um for school particularly right. right um it's it's a major culture shock basically the way things are out here people tend to ask for your opinion more you right. Know, what's That's your take true. on yes. X, Y, Z? You know, wh- yeah. why Why do you think this happened in this particular time period? Mm-hmm. It goes back to a story of a, a previous boss that I had. You know, he had schooled in Nigeria for many years mm-hmm. and um, he was sponsored to go to the UK for his, his master's. So I, I think he was in a, pol- a political science class. And I think we were talking about something that happened in World War Two, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they were, you know, pulling uh, around the class why you know what's a particular and why a particular incident happened and they came to him and mm-hmm. they were like so why do you think this happened at this particular time right and he was like i what are you asking me <laughs> you know <laughs> what part in the textbook is this you, uh-huh. know? you were listening to the tales of an african princess in america podcast if you'd like to get in touch with us please visit our website tales of an african princess in america.com you can also email us talesbydroz at gmail.com. You can follow us on social media on Facebook, Tales of an African Princess in America, or on Instagram, African Princess in America. If you enjoy this podcast, please leave a rating on iTunes. Welcome back.
All right. So let's talk about African parents and I love you. <laughs> All right. African parents, they, they love they love you, but mm-hmm. they don't necessarily express, especially dads, or even moms even, they don't <laughs> express their love by saying, I love you. They've bought you clues. Yes. Therefore, they <laughs> <we> love you. <laughs> I remember like growing up I don't I, I don't think I heard my parents say I love you as much mm-hmm. it came much later and mm-hmm. even when it came later it wasn't like I love you it was like we love you mm-hmm. it was nothing like because I think there's that it wasn't fear like of, deep intimate you know it, yeah there's no that there, I think there's that fear of um being vulnerable mm-hmm. so I don't know what it is but it's they show their love in a totally different way mm-hmm. and, 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 and that's fine that's, that's fine, fine yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not the way that it happens here. Mm-hmm. For instance, if my mom is really happy with me, she will ask me, "Have I mm-hmm. have you eaten something? Mm-hmm. Have you eaten yeah. something?" They give you something or, nice to keep yeah. you a nice meal. <laughs> <laughs> or they buy you clothes, they buy mm-hmm. you shoes, they take you out, you know, things like that. But it's never like all about touchy touchy emotions, feelings. Right. No, it's all about service actions. You know. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, like I said, uh, it's a. Uh a different um, parenting style they weren't very expressive mm-hmm. um you know and I, like i said it's it's not a i don't fault them for it no um, just a different style different time you know i i even in my own parents i i see i see changes mm. um where they're willing to <laughs> you know they, they might say oh i love you but you know everyone will start laughing like ah, ah. <laughs> look yeah, yeah love like, bow <laughs> what, is, what is this what is this new language this new feeling mm. um but you know, you know that they do um, in their heart, right? Um, and I think that's what's more, most important. And uh, another thing is that um, while just communicating with your parents, one of the key things I learned growing up in an African home is rhetorical questions. I understood the value, what that really, really meant. A lot of times, you're talking to your your parents are talking to you. They're asking you questions, but they don't actually intend for you to answer back. Your parents talking to you. You have to kind of gauge: is this a question that I can respond to, or is this just like, for instance? They're telling you about something that you've done, right? Mm-hmm. And they're asking you that you want to be useless in life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that question is not a question that you're supposed to answer. <laughs> Especially when you've done something wrong. It's not the time for you to start explaining. It's just the time for you to keep quiet and listen. listen yeah. Every question they ask you when you do something wrong is not for you to respond. It's very rhetorical. Just keep quiet. Don't Two make hours. eye contact. Two hours. Look you at your feet. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. So I, I really understood the value of silence <laughs> when growing up in an African home. And mm-hmm. and I appreciate that because now I think silence is golden sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there are times when you need to speak and there are times when you just need to keep quiet, you know, and sometimes you just need to listen. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I've been able to pick up from just growing up in an African home. Let's talk about some a few issues, a few things, right? Growing up, did your parents ever have the talk with you? Nope. Did you ever get the talk, like sex talk, from your parent, your dad, or your mom? Nope. No, I don't even think it was that. Nope. Uh, nope. Not that really. is not a thing. Not really. No. <laughs> <laughs> nope. That that all you know. Also, when I was growing up, too, that was not a thing. Like, <laughs> I guess when my dad realized that I started like boys are still walking me home, <laughs> I came home one day from school and I saw like a, a lot of books on my bed. <laughs> how to date things like that and he told me and my sister like i kept some books on your bed make sure you read them (laughs) you know so it wasn't really that what we we didn't really have that talk but Mm -hmm. we knew what was expected Mm -hmm. because it was well communicated indirectly with Mm -hmm. books books. or sometimes you're watching a movie Mm -hmm. and there's kissing on tv and your parents are looking at you like and then they tell you 
Madam looking and say, don't you have books to read? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so by the time do they it. do it to you, like at that moment when people are kissing on TV, mm, you know, you know. <laughs> that there is something indirect to be communicated here. Right, right. And so, yeah, even though we never had the talk, I think the closest we ever came to that was when I was, you know, moving to the US. My dad told me that, you know, there will be some tests. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we never really had that talk, but still, <laughs> it was communicated what you were supposed yeah, to do you, in a way. You we, get we, it. We know the code. You know the code, <laughs> and you get it. You get it. But I, I think now, I think it is beneficial actually too, because the kids of nowadays, I feel like sometimes if you think that they know the code, <laughs> because they've grown up in a, such an open, an open and, liberal, yeah, mm. where people are communicating a mm. lot. Sometimes the things that are left unsaid are just that, right, left exactly. unsaid, and yeah. the point is never really made. And so now a lot of people are talking about sex, which is important. They're talking to kids about um, different things early, early mm. on, you know, to prevent any miscommunications. Mm-hmm. And I think for the time that we are in right now, it might be, it might be a good thing. Huh? might be a good thing so can you tell me the best advice that your dad ever gave you um i mean my dad's give me a lot of advice (laughs) (laughs) that's the nature of african parents right oh yeah they would advise your ears off um Mm -hmm. but i mean all for good reason um i mean he's he's just he's never really pressured me per se in terms of you know my own personal growth i think that's also something he's just you know that's one piece of advice that he he shared with me it's just you know never don't 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 pressure yourself you Mm -hmm. know if you feel like oh you're having like a series of you know you're having a series of bad luck you know Mm -hmm. or you know just things aren't just working out don't Mm -hmm. even i even in the moment it might be a little difficult to to bear it but just always know that at the end of the corner there is there's something good god would never overlook your hard work Mm. you know it might not pay off Mm -hmm. you know in in the one day it might not pay off in the next month but it would eventually pay off Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i think that's a really good one um personally i think my parents give me a ton of advice Mm -hmm. like it was like for every major move Mm -hmm. like if you're traveling there's advice Mm -hmm. if you're about to go to school there's advice Mm -hmm. for everything Mm -hmm. you're doing they'll sit you down and have that lecture with you you know and uh, one of the things that i think was resonating with me for every time that i I would have a sit down with my parents especially my dad he would always say in evil let me say in evil Mm -hmm. (laughs) he always say You know what that means? That mm. means take your education seriously. Mm. Take your books. It literally means face your book. Face your book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> face your take your book seriously. Mm. And um because he was very big on education, mm. you know. He wanted us to be have good education mm-hmm. and so he would always stress how important it was for us to face our studies squarely, you know. And every other thing according to him will come along, mm. you know. So that's something that I would be happy to pass on to my kids and i, I appreciate you, you what you all have phds right uh we have we, ha- we have doctorate nice. degrees except for one of my sisters who has uh she's a nurse practitioner but maybe yeah, yeah. yeah eventually that, that, that she will she she, she yeah she yeah. maybe eventually she, i think we'll convert yeah. her to get a doctorate degree but yeah but it was something that he would always talk about how go to school go to school aim 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 high and i think it worked in 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 so many ways and so yeah i appreciate what your dad told you don't pressure yourself life is hard don't make it harder because Mm -hmm. sometimes we criticize ourselves even more than what is actually going on Yeah. yeah Our parents did the best they could yeah. and they're still doing the best that they can for mm-hmm. us. And so it's important that we appreciate them today. So you had the best that your dad could give you, the best training that he could give you mm-hmm. as a man now, uh, you know, as a husband, mm-hmm. you know, by the grace of God, a father. Too, <laughs> um, are there any things that you feel like you can add to the training that you got and so that you can even provide 
better for your own kids so uh, were there any areas that you felt like oh my dad could have gone a little bit better and so i'll do a little bit better for my kids again like i said i, I can't fault and, and i would never fault you know my dad for anything because he's he provided us with you know the best possible experience right you know? mm-hmm. i mean i i guess you know with with my own kids mm-hmm. um i definitely want to to um chat with them more right you know right. um and just you know they must still have a healthy fear of me so that's, that's, <laughs> but you know you still want to you still want to, to be able to just you know chat with them and just find yeah. out what's going on in their lives um get to know them for who they really are yeah. like i think a lot of times people parents see kids as their kids their whole life but you don't realize that your kids are now they have their own personality they mm. have their own they're individuals now you know and sometimes if you mm. don't chat with them like what you're saying you miss out on that like mm. you hear people talk about your kids and they, they're talking about your kids at their wedding and they're saying all these things and you're like that's my kid like <laughs> i only knew him to be like a running around the house and doing my biddings but you mean that he's loyal and he's dependable and he's right. all these things right. and you know sometimes i feel like like what you said like if you don't spend enough time getting to know them you might miss out on that but but one thing one thing i would say is you know how our parents have brought us up just by virtue of of you know their own upbringing and and the time that they were in i'm sure Th- they, 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 they took a big leap too from what they got yeah yeah, yeah right. absolutely a very a massive leap in mm-hmm, fact you know mm-hmm. um you know when you're in a family that large families where you know you don't even have conversations at all with your parents mm-hmm. you know one thing i would say that's mm-hmm. that's like really rewarding mm-hmm. you know in the way that we were brought up is th- there's a there's a point that you get to right mm-hmm. in your life be it maybe through like career growth or i don't know where just like your own personal development or just education where your parents are now like uh-huh. now you now you can speak to me <laughs> <laughs> you know now we can have conversations <laughs> right. about what you want to talk about mm-hmm. and i won't dismiss you and say go and read your book you know what <laughs> you someone know? said someone said that african kids see their parents as mini gods yes yeah, so, <laughs> you, know, you know so right. and and that takes time and and when you get to that point where mm-hmm. you know it's like okay now i i'm comfortable you know knowing that all my bases have been covered you know, covered, mm-hmm. you know um then you feel there's, there's a sense of like uh fulfillment right you know knowing that you you're suddenly you get that deserved respect from your parents right because right, of right. you know whatever the achievements you growing up certainly we had only girls mm-hmm. and my dad was very strict most people growing up didn't know my dad to be a big smiler mm-hmm. and i um, knew that clearly <laughs> <laughs> and i think when i finally graduated college mm-hmm. that's when i actually had the effrontery to <laughs> ask him like why were you why would mm-hmm. you never smile with my friends and why would you always be the strict dad like people would literally ask me is your dad home before before they come to my house because they know he he wasn't always a smiley smiley kind of person and one thing he told me was he said this is my style of parenting right i have all girls young men will take advantage of you if they know that your father will mm-hmm. allow it you know if they feel like your dad is a walkover everyone will take advantage mm-hmm. of you so he's like i have decided to be to look strict mm-hmm. so that nobody will take advantage of you and that made so much sense to yeah. me because and you would never understand that you never understand that right. you know until you know many years down the yes line. yes 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 and finally i got it and i said hmm that's his that's his style of parenting mm-hmm. do african parents ever apologize for anything Never. they do wrong <laughs> I mean, well, well, well they will their apology is food is ready <laughs> okay enough said see one more thing before we go let's talk about growing up in african homes and just the way that the language that our parents would use to speak to us even when they would have 
talk to you was it always direct or was it through proverbs or <laughs> was it through like things that you had to unravel like riddles <laughs> <laughs> no man it was always direct okay. and if you didn't get it the next time the next time you if you didn't get it the first time the next time won't be, won't be <laughs> through words okay oh, this is our episode our father's day episode mm-hmm. um just recognizing the work that our parents did especially our fathers and just appreciating that you know growing up in african homes is very different from growing up in any other kind of home mm-hmm. it's very unique they teach you things i think they teach you a lot of things that never leave you you know when i left home and moved to the u.s i had my freedom finally i felt like oh i'm finally free to do whatever i want but within <laughs> reason there were not, i never really went crazy right. because i always had at the back of my head i could hear my dad's voice in Igbo always saying <laughs> which means take your book seriously you know so even when i had fun going to you know hanging out with my friends there was always this thing i would always tell them like you guys know i've not done my assignments you know mm-hmm. so <laughs> i always had that and so the way that we train our kids really really important the things that you think they're not listening to or the things that you think ah, they're not it's not gonna make an impact those yeah. are the things that actually stick you know so train up a child in the way that he should go mm-hmm. um yeah do you have any last words before we close it out um interesting I, I'm, I'm happy that we have one the one day the one and only day we <laughs> barely get any recognition yes um but you know always those you know fun chatting mm-hmm. um we have a couple of things coming up this weekend we do we do we're supposed to go to gatlingburg today but rain right so, so we're gonna try to tomorrow. do it tomorrow mm-hmm. yes i'm try excited to, get some to see up. smoky get mountains some, yes we have some videos i need to create a, a backlog i have too much work to do <laughs> but i'll get it to you soon Thank you. I'm really expecting my videos, but yeah, I'm okay. okay. I'm good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So guys, thank you so much for listening to this wonderful episode. We're very happy to celebrate our fathers today. Um, celebrate the fathers in your life. Spend more time with your kids. Get to know them mm-hmm. for who they really, really are. And advise them. Give them words of wisdom. Give them the training that they need, you know, so that when they get older, they will remember you for all the wonderful things that you did. Mm-hmm. And not just the fact that you were transferring their school fees to their accounts, <laughs> you know, so... Yeah, but I want to applaud all the fathers out there who are doing really, really well. Not just the fathers. I want to applaud the uncles who are out there who have stepped into the shoes of right. father for, you know, the little kids and around even, them. And even mothers who are playing, you know, dual the, role, the, the yeah. dual roles. They're yes. doing an excellent job. Yes. Everyone who easy. is, you know, in Africa, we say it takes a village to raise a child. And sometimes the fathers are not there, but you have the community. You have the aunties, uncles, moms, mm-hmm. a lot of people out there doing what they can. And I hate that it's Father's Day, but we're thanking the mothers. <laughs> but well, you know. eh, there you go. <laughs> All right, guys, have an amazing week, and we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye bye. Bye. listener what do you think about this episode do you have a question or some feedback that you would like to provide or a suggestion for a future guest now you can send me a voice message voice messages are an easy way for you to send me an audio messages that just might end up on a future episode of the podcast you can send me a voice message right now just by clicking on the link in my show notes can't wait to hear from you